Might need a little more front monitor this morning with our ears clicking in and out, just so we've got some support. Just want to be sure. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check. Check, 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 check. Just a little more. Check. Check, check. Just the overall mix. We just need plenty. Yeah. Check, that's better.
stand this morning and let's pray. We praise you.
give him praise. Amen. You know, let's do that. Can we do that a little bit more? Can we give God praise this morning? I know I'm thankful. We're thankful for his blessings in this day that he's given us. We want to welcome you here to Stratford Heights Church of God. We're so glad we believe that God is on the move today. And we believe that you stepped in here on purpose. And we are so thankful for everybody that is here. Can I say something? Can I say good morning? I guess I should say that first of all. We want to greet you and welcome you here in every way. We have so many families that are here on behalf of the baby dedication today. And so we're just going to take some time here. We just want you to turn around right now and shake hands and welcome somebody into the house of the Lord. So many things going on in service, so we're just going to stay in our seats and welcome one another. So good to have each and every one of you in God's house today. Good morning. We said to shake hands, not make plans for the day. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful to be in fellowship with good? How many of you love your church this morning? Amen. Amen. If you're visiting with us today, thank you so much for being here. You're in the right place at Stratford Heights Church. I want you to go ahead and be seated if you can. As you see to turn to someone, just smile at them real big. So many guests who are with us today, thank you for coming and being with us. Usually when, when we have some first-time guests, it's because we have these beautiful little bundles that are walking in with them on. And I can't preach. They don't, they don't even want to look at me. They just keep staring at the little child. I know that they're very special today. We want to do a couple things. First of all, I would like to honor um, a wonderful couple in our church. Last week, we, we acknowledged and we, we uh, were so appreciative and we wanted to just gloat over uh, Liz and Virgil Lamberg. He's celebrating 60 years of marriage and that was awesome and wonderful. Well, just when you think that couldn't be outdone, I mean, you just think, 60 years, my goodness. Well, it has come to my attention that a whole bunch of folks came up from all over the country, and they are here, here this morning celebrating with some very special people that we love very much here at Stratford Heights Church. Before I tell you what it's all about, I want them to just stand. I don't want you to clap just yet, because I know if they just stand, you'll clap. But I want, to, want you to wait for the story. Brother and Sister Daly and Elva Carpenter, would you please stand this morning? These folks have been a part of this church, my goodness, how many years? In the 50s? Awesome, amazing. But guess what? They've been madly in love with each other and married 
for 65 years. We congratulate you. We love you. You know, and I know a lot of your family is here today, and, and we want to honor them as well, coming to celebrate you. I heard you were going to have quite a few here. Uh, if you are part of the Carpenter uh, Bunch, would you stand, all the family, for the, for the Carpenter family? Look at this today. <laughs> see a lot of wonderful folks, a lot of faces in there, a lot of wonderful people. One especially, we, we appreciate Coach, you being with us today, with Larry Carpenter, who is, uh, works as athletic director, and, and I, think he's, I think he's the president of the entire university. We'll just say that on tape. Um, Larry Carpenter's here with us today, and of course, all the family. I see Ryan back there, and Kristen, Kelly, just wonderful, wonderful people I love so much. So glad that you all are here and that you're honoring this precious people. Do we have those photos up and ready to go? Let's do that real quick. Drop the lights for them. Let's show some pictures that we were able to get from the family uh, so that we could show you this beautiful couple. Looking like kids. Hey, there they are. I didn't know they were in the movie Vacation. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'll tell you what, it goes without saying, if you know them at all, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. These two people are servants. They love so many people. If I were to ask who are the adopted sons and daughters in this church, half of you'd stand up. Uh, I'm always amazed. No matter where I go, they've already been there. If I go to see someone in the hospital, they just left. If I go to a, a, a memorial service for someone that was part of the church back in 1920, 25, 30, they knew them somehow, and they are there. And uh, I just love them so much. Always got a kind, kind expression. And it, you know, one of the things Sister Carpenter says to me constantly is she'll say, she'll say, Pastor, we used to be able to do a lot more, but you know, it's a little harder as we're getting older. And I'm like, but you already do so much. What more did you do? And, uh, and they do that. And Brother, Brother Carpenter is faithful, has served in, in our council. He's served on the ushers committee. He has been one of our ushers for I don't know how long. But he is a, just a faithful servant to this church. And what I love about them the most is this personality that is absolutely amazing. When you write down the word Christian in the Bible, you might as well just be saying, Daly and Elva Carpenter. We love you very much. We don't take today lightly. We honor the commitment and dedication. Doesn't surprise us that you'd go 65 years and still be madly in love. But we honor you. We bless you today. Congratulations. Also, today we're thrilled to have with us Pastor. Where is Pastor James Jones and Beverly? Are they both here today? Over here? There they are. Would you two stand? Pastors down in the southern uh, hills. Church of God in Oklahoma City. 
I'd like to take all the credit and say they just came to see me today, but little Tinsley is going to be dedicated, so I know they're here to see them and to see our youth pastor, Cameron, and his wife, Whitney, and their babies. So they're home today, and we appreciate them coming to see family folks, and we get the privilege of being with them. Glad that they're with us. And also, Coach Brian Bales, you knew I was going to do this. I meant to do it. Last week, I was going to tell you I was going to do this, but we'll just surprise you. So proud of him. He, to go back and talk over the, the coach of the year, and I even called him the coach of the universe one year. And to take the team, the basketball team, to the tournaments and to the state like he did, and just so many ways that he has just been an, an amazing coach, inspirer, leader in our community. Um, I, he was honored last evening. Franklin, the city of Franklin, honored him as a graduate of the Franklin High School, as one who has committed and dedicated himself to community service, and they put him in the Franklin Hall of Fame. And we're excited. Brian, stand up. Jamie, would you stand up? We're proud of you. Proud of you. And we honor you. We honor you. You're my friend. I told him last night in a text. I said, I'm honored to call you my friend, and I really am. He is a leader's leader. He's an inspirer. And he's somebody I'm, I like to tell people whenever I'm talking about Brian Bales and Franklin Wildcats, I'll say, yeah, he goes to my church. <laughs> Pretty proud of that. But we love you. We're proud of you. And now I get the privilege of dedicating beautiful little babies to the Lord. Somebody said something the other day. They laughingly said, don't drink the water at Stratford Heights. I don't know that I'd recommend it. <laughs> Although I've learned a few things, it probably doesn't have anything to do with the water. But I will say that we are just so honored. Just three months ago, we dedicated a whole bunch of babies. And here we are today. We have 12 babies being dedicated in this service. Amen. I like what someone said this morning. They said, we don't go out and try to pull people from other churches at our church. We just keep growing them ourselves. <laughs> Amen. If you are here today and, uh, and you're dedicating a child, in just a moment, we're going to bring you up to the altar with all of your family and anyone connected who will have any influence over your child. We want them all to come today. But before they come, I want to, uh, to ask Mom Kathy, if she would, our missionary who's visiting with us today with Brother Swift, she was telling me, and I've been hearing from Brother Swift, that there is a traveling, she has a traveling companion, an evangelist, that has worked all throughout Africa and different countries around the world, spreading the gospel and preaching the gospel, and uh, that he has seen many, many kids come to the Lord in, uh, in the, the thousands, I would imagine. And so that is exciting. Sister Kathy, would you tell me a little bit more about this friend of yours, and where is he? Okay. Oh, oh, well, he's here. Are, are, are you ready? Hello? Oh, there he is. Uh, um, let me introduce you, Pastor Ray. This is, that, that's Pastor Ray. Oh, oh. hi. <laughs> um, this, this young, yeah, you. Um, uh, your name? Yeah, I'm Tim. He's Timmy. Timmy the Turtle. Hi, Timmy. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, 
Timmy, you and I, uh, we've traveled a lot. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I know, everywhere. Um, and um, he always travels first class, by the way. Yeah, in the plane. In the plane, that's right. He doesn't go under. No. No, not uh -uh. Um, And we went to Africa. Yeah. And uh, we went to uh, Western Europe. Yeah. And um, we have uh, seen a, a lot of children. Yeah, lots of them. Yeah, lots of them. And, and one thing that's really important is that the Lord loves children. Yeah, he likes you too. Oh, that, that's not... That's not <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Where's the girls? <laughs> He's a flirt, by the way. Are they over? No, they're not over there. Where's the kids? The, the children, these are the big kids. Yeah, they're old, too. Yep. <laughs> uh, Timmy, God loves children. And me. Yes, he loves you, too. Uh, but there's something different about a child. There is? Yes. A child has a soul. Oh. And, and, and a child can get grow up yeah like me yeah like you and and they can give their heart to jesus oh that's neat yeah that's really neat and they can love jesus with all their heart forever and ever and ever and ever and ever yeah that's enough and, and ever and ever and ever stop it um, and <laughs> ever and uh, so anyway today today yeah I'm going to sing. No, you're not going to sing. Um, today, we are going to dedicate, dedicate. Pastor Ray. Yeah, yeah, Pastor Ray. He's going to dedicate all these children. Yeah. To the Lord. And they are able, with their moms and dads. Uh, that's a big job. A big job. A big job for moms and dads. They have to come to church and and pray over their children. Yeah, and love them. Yeah, and love them. That's right. Like you love me. Yeah, like I love you. And um, and and they have to love them and and make sure they read the Bible. The, the Bible. It's called the Bible. Title. No, no. Bible. Never mind. It's the Bible. God's word. Yeah. Thank you. And read God's word and teach the children to grow up. Yep. Yeah, and not get old. Like you. What? I tried to tell him to be good before I got up here. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Behave. And, and anyway, so Pastor Ray is going to have these parents and grandmas and grandpas. And nanas and... No, cousins. Cousins. Yeah, and brothers and sisters. Yeah. And, and they're going to learn that it's time to give the child... Where is he? Uh, he's... he's He's here in my heart. And yours? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And, and he's going to be in all these children's hearts and their families. Hey, I'll see you later. Uh, no, 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 no. Are you ready to go? Yeah. You got to go? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, make sure you know the children are the very most important part of the kingdom of God. That's right. Amen. Amen. God bless And with that said this morning, I would like to invite all of our families who are dedicating babies, if you would, to rise with me and come down to the front, facing, come down to the altar and facing the audience as we begin the dedication service. Anyone who came with you today is welcome to come with you.
as they're coming. It's our privilege to dedicate babies to the Lord. These parents understand the sacredness of their responsibility before the Lord and wish to dedicate their children to God. The Bible says in a beautiful example in scripture from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16, listen to what the word says. And they brought young children to the Lord that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and he said to them, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. Children are the greatest gift from God. As believers, we know that they belong to God first, but then they are a gift to their families. God in his great love gives children to us. It is a right and a sacred blessing that will come full circle as the children now turn and rededicate their children back to God. We are told in 1 Samuel chapter 1 that Hannah presented her son Samuel to the Lord. We also read in Luke chapter 2 and verse 22 that Jesus was dedicated at the temple by Mary and Joseph. And so these parents this morning are bringing their babies before the Lord in this house for dedication back to him. It's an important day. It's an amazing day. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Parents, you are charged this morning with the admonition of the Lord to raise up your children in faith. Raise them up to Christian values to understand the power and the importance of God. The Bible is clear in many places to point out that if you need wisdom, that he is able to bring it to you. The Bible says, he who asks for wisdom, he will give it. And so we pray for you today. We challenge you today. We charge your spirit today. And all these who are with you, every grandmother, grandfather, aunt, uncle, cousin, brother and sister, we challenge you today. You're part of the journey of this child. This is not just a baby. This is a soul. A soul that must have the answers to life, death, and eternity. There's a lot of philosophies out in the world. It is your job to be a part of making sure this soul finds the path of life. And we trust and know that you believe as I do that that is through Jesus Christ. And as we dedicate these babies today, we thank you for coming and being here to be a part of helping us to dedicate these children. Let's begin. All right, first we have little Amelia Louise Wilson. Way over here, the camera might get, want to get close. 
Her mother is Sarah Jones and Joshua Wilson is her father. We're going to dedicate this beautiful little Amelia to the Lord this morning. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Look how beautiful. Can you see her? Oh. Would you bow your heads in prayer for me? Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you today for the privilege and opportunity to bless this child. We pray that as you took them up in your arms, and we do today following your admonition, we pray that you will bless her, keep her, protect her from all harm. We dedicate her in this altar this morning to you and to your destiny and plan for her. I pray over her life, God, the plans that you have for her. Pray that she'll be blessed and know your strength and power to come to know you as her savior at an early age. As I give her back to her mother, I pray over her. I pray over this family and all these that will have influence, that will be a part, Lord, of ministry in this child's life. Pray your anointing and your rest over them and the wisdom that only comes from the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we dedicate her today. Amen. 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 Sarah and Stuart, mom and dad are here, Elizabeth and or Beth as well, I know, <laughs> and Andrew, let me show her off to you. She's like, she's like, don't wake me up, let's bring that up, there we go. <laughs> let's pray together. Father, as we dedicate this beautiful little Sarah before you, we ask that your hand would rest upon her. Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord that you would touch her life, that you would prepare her early in her life to receive you. And Lord, that her steps and the plans for her would be ordered all throughout her life. We pray protection over her. As we dedicate her today in this altar, we thank you for safety. We thank you for blessing and strength. We thank you for the plans and the destiny. As I give her back to her mother, Lord, I pray over them as a family. Pray over them that you will honor them and bless their hearts before you. Give, give them great wisdom throughout their lives and let them sense and know your leading at every turn. As they raise her up to be a wonderful young lady of God, we pray over them. Keep them. Give them wisdom. Give them anointing. Lord, every family member who will work with them and have influence in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we dedicate her today. Amen. Amen. There he is. Wow. <laughs> Little Zeke. Zechariah Ray Johnson. Hey, buddy. This one's a little special to me. It's my great nephew. And I told him, I'm not a great uncle. I'm a grand uncle. <laughs> that we're so proud of him all the family that's here today. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you this morning, we dedicate little Zechariah in your altar today. We pray over his life. We thank you for the gift that he is. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will protect him, keep him all the days of his life. Order his steps and Lord, I pray the plan over him unfails with no hindrance, no obstacles. The Lord, your blessing and strength will follow him all the days of his life. May he come to know you at an early age. As we dedicate him now, Lord, I pray over each of the family members and friends who are here. I pray your grace and love to guide them in wisdom, to speak words of life and faith. 
And Father, let your work be accomplished in this young man's life to make him a godly young man before you. We dedicate him today. As I give him back to his parents, I pray over their lives. Thank you for their love for you, their dedication to you. Pray that you will bless and keep them, provide for them. Let your protection rest over their home. Bless them with your favor as we dedicate this beautiful child and each of these family members to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we dedicate him today. Amen. Where's Ruby? There we are. Ruby Grace Lily Bartram. There you go. Hey, Ruby. Oh, this is so cute. I love these little headbands. There we go. Let's see her, guys. There she is. So cute. Let's pray. Father, we pray over little Ruby this morning. We dedicate her in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray your protection over her life. Lord, you have ordered her life. You have plans for her, and we thank you for this. I pray over her protection that will keep her all of her days in favor and strength before your throne. May she come to know you at an early age. I pray over her life, Lord. pray that you would bless her and let her sense and feel your presence all throughout her journey. As I give her back to her parents, Father, I thank you for them and all these who are gathered with them. Pray your mighty hand to rest on their lives. Anoint them and bless them with great wisdom. Let them sense and feel your mighty spirit and power as they work, God, diligently in the fear of the Lord to raise her up to be a godly young lady. We pray over them now, mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you. In your name we dedicate her today. Amen. Amen. Weston, very classy, elegant name. Weston Wayne Rose. All dressed in blue. Look at this little guy. I love it when y'all say all. <laughs> I like his shoes. Look at that. This is also his very first time here. So that's where you clap appropriately. <laughs> He's 10 days, 10 days old today. So let's dedicate him to the Lord. Father, as we come before you, we dedicate little Weston before you in this altar. We pray over him protection. We pray over him, Lord, your grace, your presence, and your power. Pray that you will raise him, Lord, with your work in mind, your destiny at his feet. I pray over him. Let him sense and feel your presence at a young age and kept, be kept from all harm. I pray your blessings and your strength to be with him as I give him back to his parents. Father, we dedicate them today. Pray over them wisdom and grace that comes from the Father. Pray the Lord you will give them all they need to raise him to be the godly young man you have purposed him to be. I pray and we dedicate him today, asking that all of his life he understand and know the power of faith in God. In Jesus' name we dedicate him today. Amen. Any little girl named Raylan. <laughs> Look how pretty she looks today. So pretty. Oops, there we go. I'm going to cradle it. Let's pray together. Father, as we dedicate this morning this beautiful little girl before you, we pray for little, little sister Raylan. 
We pray your hand to rest upon her. We pray your protection over her life. I pray that your plan will unfold perfectly. No hindrances from any forces outside. Lord, we ask your faith to come alive in her, that she'll know you from a young child to be her Savior and her Lord. I pray over her, Lord, your destiny to unfold. I thank you for the plan you have, the protection that is ours through Christ, and Lord, your work that will be done in her life. We dedicate her today to you. As I give her back to her parents, Lord, I pray over them. I thank you for their love together, for their life together. And I thank you for their commitment and dedication today to dedicate her to you. Give them wisdom that is beyond their own years. Let them sense and feel the direction of the Holy Spirit as they work in this beautiful little girl's life to make her a godly woman. In the name of Jesus Christ, we dedicate her today. Amen. Amen. All right. Is it Lillian? Lillian Delilah Puckett. All right, Lillian. You want to hold this for me? Goodness gracious, you want to preach, don't you? She wants to preach. It's pretty. There we go. Oh. Let's pray. Father, we pray over little Lillian this, this morning. We ask that you touch and minister to her as we dedicate her in this altar today. We thank you for your protection over her life. We pray blessing and strength over her. I praise you and thank you for the plan that you have for her. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you will lead her all of her life to a wonderful knowledge of you as her Savior. I thank you for that. And Lord, we ask it today in your name. And as I give her back to her mother, I ask you, and Father, I ask that your work will be accomplished and done in them, touched by your Holy Spirit. Let the power of God, the grace of God be with them. Touch them with wisdom that comes from your mighty hand and lead them, God, into raising this young, beautiful lady into a godly woman for you. I thank you as we dedicate her today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Kinsley Leanne Harold. All right, here we go, brother. My goodness. <laughs> She's a little sleepy. <laughs> Is she pretty? Oh, here we go. Little Kinsley. Father, we pray over little Clint Kinsley this morning. We ask your work to be accomplished and done in the mighty name of Jesus over her life. We thank you as we dedicate her today that, Lord, your word is true. We raise her up, train her in the knowledge of the Lord. She won't depart. I ask you to bless her, strengthen her, be with her. Lord, the plan that you have for her, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, it will unfold with no hindrances or obstacles in this life. I thank you. And as I give her back to her family today, Mom and her dad, I pray over them. I pray your wisdom and your grace to guide and direct their steps. Anoint them for the task in front of them to raise her up in faith and to know you as, a, as her Savior. I pray, Lord, that she will be a godly young woman. I think that you, thank you for the wisdom that comes from your mighty Holy Spirit in their lives. Touch them today as we dedicate this beautiful little girl to you in this altar. In Christ's name. This is Abel Alexander Havens. All right. Here we go. Abel. Hi. This little guy, he's awesome. 
He's like, I just need a pickup truck. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we dedicate little Abel. We ask you to touch and minister to him in his life. I pray over him a prayer of dedication. Pray for your strength and your favor, your blessings, all the days of his life as he lives out the plan you have for him. Touch him today by your Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, that you will bless his steps, keep him from all harm, and let your work be accomplished. As I give him back to his family today, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord that you will give them wisdom and grace from your Holy Spirit. Guide them in faith to be, Lord, the teachers they need to be, to pass along the faith that's been given to them. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus as we dedicate Abel today. Amen. Amen. Tristan Robin Heron. This guy wants, let me see, from your outfit, it looks like you want a yacht. <laughs> Perfect. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you today, we pray over little Tristan. We anoint him and dedicate him today in this altar, praying that in the mighty name of Jesus, you will keep him, Lord, that you will guide his steps every day, all of his life. May he sense and feel your presence and know, Lord, your touch upon him. I pray in the name of the Lord that the plans you have for him would unfold. Lord, that your work would be accomplished and done without fail, without hindrance. And Lord, we thank you today for the promises of your word. Pray as I give him back to his mom. I pray over him strength and grace. And I pray over her, Lord, that you will charge her today with your anointing. Let her sense and feel your power, Lord and wisdom and grace by the Holy Spirit to lead and guide this young man, to raise him up in faith to be a man of God. We thank you for this, this hope and this promise that comes to us in dedication as we dedicate him today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Ah, here we go. And I am, today I'm, I'm deferring dedication prayer to grandfather, Pastor Jones is here from Oklahoma, and this is little Tinsley Everly Joy Bales. She's one of our beautiful little girls here at the church. And Pastor, the privilege is all yours. <laughs> and I'd like, if I could, <laughs> I'll stand close. If I could just come right here to the middle. We, we don't have the advantage of her being a baby. She's already doing her own thing right here, right now. But I would like for each of the family members, if you would, to lay your hand on her, if you could. Let's offer her up to the Lord. In Psalm 68, it says that the Lord has taken the solitary and placed him in a family. And we can see the joy that Tinsley Everly Joy has brought to the Bales family and to the Joneses. And so we're uniting ourselves today, the commitment that you have as a church to bring up my grandchildren. So let's pray over her today if we could. Pastor, go ahead and lay your hands on and lead us in this prayer. Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you for little Tinsley. We ask your blessings and your strength to rest over her. We dedicate her and commit her to you today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
We ask your anointing to lead and guide her steps, order them in your plan and destiny for her. We pray in the name of the Lord as each family member is committed and dedicated to influencing her life. May they know wisdom and grace. Jamie and Brian, as they raise her up to be a godly woman, anoint them. Give them wisdom beyond their own imagination to serve out, Lord, the plan you have for this beautiful little child. We dedicate her today. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege, Lord, that you've given us in the gift of children. Touch her today in the mighty name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, families. We appreciate you so much. Would you help me to thank God for all these beautiful children? Amen. Sister Liz Amberg is coming at this time for our prayer over Israel and for the needs we might have in the audience. If you have a special need today, would you make it known? by an uplifted hand, all over the audience. Amen. God bless you. Would you stand? Thank you. If you'll stand together to pray. This has been such a precious, sacred time for these children. We thank God for that. And I want to take a minute just to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all your kindness to Virgil and me in our time of celebration of our 60th anniversary. And I just think it's so great that Brother Sister Carpenter could come along with 65 years. Isn't that beautiful? A lot of things happen when we pray, and we think that all these prayers that have been offered up for these children are written in God's book, and He keeps good records. And for the little story with the little puppet, that was just perfect. So let's go to the Lord right now and pray for a nation that is in harm's way, that is surrounded by mean, hateful neighbors that would like to destroy them and push them into the sea. It's scriptural, and we want to remember to pray for Israel at this time. Would you bow your heads and let's lift our hearts and hands. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the prayers that have gone up for this nation and for these children. And, Lord, we come to offer prayer today, especially for Israel, the nation that you love so much. We call upon your resources, Lord, to reach down and protect and put your hand upon that nation and keep it safe from the dangers that, are, that it faces every day. Lord, let there be a great revival break out in that nation. Let the men and women there that, that live in, in, in Israel, that let them realize that they're special people to you and that you love them and you care for them. And let this revival break out in that nation and let there be protection and joy as they serve you and live for you. Thank you for what you're doing for us, Lord. Thank you for answering these prayers. We honor you today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated. You know, the Bible says, and one of the reasons why we pray over the state of Israel is because the Bible is very clear to point out those who seek her good are blessed, and those who do not, the Bible says, are cursed. So we desire, no matter what politicians would tell us, and they'll change weekly, they'll change with every election. Don't forget that. Don't be gullible. Don't be gullible. Do your homework. We love Israel. We support Israel. 
we stand with Israel and we are unashamed even in the day when it's not so popular around the world we stand to honor the word of God the faith of our fathers and to stand with God's chosen people can I get an amen 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 our ushers are coming to serve you in just a moment but right now take a look at this Hello, I'm Christian Swift, Missionary Superintendent of Western Europe. And I'm Kathy Watson Swift, Missionary to Western Europe, but Associate Missionary to Kenya, Africa. Together we serve in nine countries of Western Europe, traveling, equipping, mobilizing workers and leaders for the harvest. Yes, and it's exciting to be able to go everywhere around Western Europe, teaching, training, equipping, and encouraging people, not only just the, uh, the leaders, but also the laity. You know, over half of my life, I have lived in Europe and worked and ministered in Europe, and I've never seen a time like this where the Holy Spirit is being poured out all oh. over Western Europe. Wow, it was so exciting just recently in Portugal. God just swooped in through the Holy Spirit and did a marvelous upheaval of the ground. The people came in hundreds, salvation, they came to be restored, and they came to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was so exciting. And right after Portugal, we went to Spain and visited Madrid, where 20 people are planting churches. And each of these churches that is being planted is going to plant another church. <laughs> it was exciting. Eight o'clock at night, we had about 50 pastors from Madrid, and we thought just a little bit of time would be spent. At midnight, we left that building, and we had had a Holy Ghost move of God with the men and the ladies. It was exciting. We were there to equip and train them, but they inspired us with oh. their enthusiasm. Yeah. We're also seeing a powerful move of the Holy Spirit in Belgium and in France, in the Netherlands, in Italy. You know, in Italy, I was with a pastor that is planting his seventh church right now. We couldn't do that, Chris, if the people of God did not believe in the work of the Lord and the last day harvest. We are actually the hand extended of the people that mm -hmm. send us. And even now, we're still able to have a mission project in Kenya, Africa. We still feed a thousand orphans and widows every week out in the bush. No electricity, no running water. But today, I'm excited to say, we're seeing the fulfillment of a dream, of a vision. We're planting a real church out there to continue to disciple those that we've mentored and loved and discipled. You know, when I was there in Kenya, washing the hands of those hungry orphans <laughs> and seeing their little smiles, having that one meal a day that they get, I was so touched, but at the same time, I was the hand extended of those who send us. And every support that you send to us helps us to do the work of the Lord today in this harvest. Whether we're traveling in Western Europe or we're in Africa, you are a blessing to the Lord and it'll come back to you. What's that scripture in Luke say? It's gonna be shaken down and pressed together to all who obey the Great Commission and give of their tithes and offerings yes. to the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. We love you.
We are honored today, and in the 8.30 service, they've already ministered, and uh, they'll be ministering this evening in the 6 o'clock service, but we want to recognize them in, in this service today, uh, our missionaries, Christian and Kathy Swift. Would you stand? We want to honor you today. You know, I've, I've been there. I've been where they serve. We, did, we went on a mission trip several years ago where we were able to be hosted by Chris. And as he took us around the different countries, we, we ended up going through three different countries while we were there. And as we ministered to the people, I was impressed by everywhere we would go, the folks that he ministers to on a regular basis. You know, you hear the stories of what people say they're doing, but then to see it in action is another whole story. What I loved was the way they were humble and they were broken and they honored this man everywhere we went. He's the real deal. I love them. We honor them. They have been our missionaries. Uh, now, they kind of have an interesting story. We didn't know Kathy until a few years ago, but she came into his life. As you know, we grieved with Brother Chris when he lost his wife to cancer. And we prayed for him and, and kept, you know, he kept being encouraged that God was going to keep him on the field and keep him out there in the missions work that he was doing. And God handpicked a beautiful, vibrant, energetic, 100 mile an hour missionary from Africa to be his wife. And we were so thrilled and proud that she came into his life. And that really became quite an empire because now they do mission work, not only in Eastern and Western Europe, but they do it all over Africa as well. And so they are busy folks, constantly traveling, doing the work of the Lord. And as I said, I've been there, I've seen it. You know, you hear a lot of stories and you hear a lot of testimonials and you see even a lot of videos, but to be able to go there and see the way the people love him and her and the way they minister to the people, it touched my heart. You're my favorite missionary on the face of the earth because I know you and I know what you're about and I love you very much. <laughs> I bet you say that to all your pastors. <laughs> but we do honor them today. In other words, it's not just a story. I'm not just giving you a, a line. I'm telling you today, we love them. We honor them. They're committed and dedicated faithfully to the work and missions. They have families. They have sons and daughters. They have grandchildren. And they leave them all over the place in the, in the States in order to go across the pond to minister in missions. And they do that year-round. It's a sacrifice. You and I only have to feel the tug in our hearts and the conviction of the Holy Spirit to give to the ministry of missions. They literally heard God call their name and they went. And I honor them today. And I want you to honor them with the best that we can do. And that's support and love them through our gift. So we're gonna take our offering today as we normally do on Sunday morning. We're, you know, For those people out in the world that say all the church ever wants is your money, we don't keep a dollar of this. It doesn't stay at Stratford Heights, not one penny. We are sending it with the missionaries to the field. And we do that every Sunday in our 8.30 and 10.40 offerings. It all goes to missions. Somebody asked me not too long ago, they said, how does the church survive on a Sunday night offering? I said, God, God takes care of us. And we've always trusted him and he always, always helps us to make it and pray do the things that we need to do to take care of business here in Middletown. So we'll never, what do they say? Don't fix something if it ain't broke. 
we're not going to fix anything. We're going to continue to give. And today as well, as you go by the information booth, there is one of these cards right here. If you would like, we haven't done this in several years, but if you'd like to support them on a monthly basis, you can do that through this pledge card back at the information desk. Go by, pick one up, pray over it, think about it, talk about it with your family. If you'd like to support a missions team that is on it, they're the real deal, then you want to consider praying about your monthly support for Christian and Kathy Swift. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning for those who are faithful to give in their tithing and, Lord, and yes, in their offerings. As we give our offering today to the Swifts, we pray your blessings over their lives. We're not just wanting to bless them today with a gift. Lord, we're desirous to meet a need in their life. I pray that you will touch us today, that you'll minister in the gifts, that it'll be to your kingdom work, and, Lord, it'll be something that blesses and works mighty miracles on their behalf and in our lives as we are blessed by giving. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
the old man inside of me. His dad's gone. His gone. Because I've got to do the thing. life, I've got the same hope that will carry me on. I breathe. I praise you, Lord. You said he So I'll shake off this heavy chains, wipe away every stain. I'm not who I used to be. Why don't you go ahead and stand with me this morning? Got a lot on the agenda today, but it's time for the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen? If you have your Bibles with me, I'd like you to turn to Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. Five verses of Scripture on this Baby Dedication Sunday. In our Going Deeper series, we're adding a message here on Baby Dedication Day. It's called Come as a Child. Come as a Child. What better day to talk about childlike faith than on this Sunday of baby dedication. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them. And he said, assuredly, it's a matter of fact. Let me say this without any hesitation. I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name, Jesus said, receives me. Father, we ask your blessings on the word. We thank you for how you have ministered in this service, your presence, your work in the lives of these families. We ask your blessings now as you challenge us by your spirit with your precious word today. In Christ's name, amen. You can be seated. A group of expectant fathers were in a waiting room while their wives were in the process of delivering babies. A nurse came in and announced to the first waiting father-to-be, she said, you have twins. He said, what a coincidence. I actually play for the Minnesota Twins. A few minutes later, another nurse came running in, announced to the second man that he was the father of triplets. He said, that is amazing. I work for the 3M company. 
Look, I work hard for these things. Third man slipped off his chair, fell in the floor, crying profusely. Another gentleman helped him up and said, sir, are you okay? No, he responded. I work for 7-Up Company. <laughs> How'd you like that, Denny? That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> He's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> This guy did not appreciate the biblical concept of children. Seven would be great. God blesses every family and every life with, with babies. Mark Twain obviously didn't get it either. He had a philosophy about teenagers. He said this, when a kid turns 13, stick him in a barrel, nail the lid shut, and feed him through the knothole. When he turns 16, plug the hole. <laughs> Terrible, terrible, that's horrible. He didn't understand the blessing of little children and how that God has ordained them in our lives. In the Old Testament, children, especially orphans, along with widows, are honored, given special protection by God, holding a special place of favor in God's eyes. In the New Testament, we have the example of Jesus literally contradicting the disciples who were trying to do crowd control by keeping children away from him. And he insisted that the children were able to come to him. Tell you what, this says something about a man or a woman who's lived their lives and little children love them. There's something about their life that's special and honored and it's a lot like heaven. So in our text, we got this question being asked by the disciples who were constantly looking for promotion. They're constantly looking for, how can I get a, a, a leg up? How can I get you know, to the top of the pile? How in the world can I get where I'm trying to get to? And they said, who then is, Jesus, the greatest in the kingdom? You see Jesus, you see him as he spies the crowd and looks around and he sees a little kid. And he says, come to me. And the little child walks up to Jesus, wide-eyed, stands there, and Jesus brings the little child into the crowd and says, unless you become like this little child, you won't even see the kingdom. You'll have no part with me. For this is what the kingdom of God is made up of. Now, what kind of message is that sending to the disciples? Number one, the importance of children. But number two, something mysterious that I want us to look at today, especially on baby dedication. Jesus welcomed babies, took them into his arms and blessed them. He didn't see them as an interruption or an annoyance to his life. They were worthy of his attention and his time. And his actions were contrary to the disciples. Jesus actually held up a child as an example of faith. An example of the kingdom of God. Look into the face of your children. See heaven. You want to find Jesus? You want to, you want to locate him? You want to figure out who he is? Look into the face of your baby. Look into the face of your grandchild, 
there you'll see heaven. There's something amazing. Today we brought all the parents up and we charged them to be good parents and we anointed them and prayed over them. We gave them a Bible and we gave them a certificate so they'll always remember this is a very special day when you brought your child into the temple, into the sanctuary of God at the altar to dedicate them to the Lord. But yet we're seeing in the scripture that there's something amazing about this responsibility, about this dedication of babies. It's that there's a mystery involved. Yes, we're to teach them. But we're also to look into their lives and see something deeper. We're to see something we need to learn. You've been given a beautiful baby, Tyler. Little Zeke. Awesome little guy. And you've been given responsibility to raise him. Brittany, to raise him. Not only to be a successful man, to take care of his man, his family and to have a job and to learn a trade to be a decent man but you're also responsible for his soul to raise him in the fear and the admonition of God let no one let nothing stop you or hinder you in this life from doing that most important job but also remember what we say today in his face in his cradled little body in your arms you'll see Jesus you'll see things you need to learn becoming a parent changes you it turns you inside out it relieves you of selfishness it opens you up to things you never dreamed were possible it's something that we learn and we see through the love of God the beauty of heaven in their face the honor of seeing the gift of God in their little expressions and in their need. What is it about a child that Jesus was wanting to point out to us? What was it that he was wanting us to get? What's in the mystery? Simply this, as we grow and as we become mature, Christian, we grow in our faith and become men of God. The mystery is, we'll become more and more and more like a child. We'll become like a child. Unless we're willing, the Bible says we can't even know God. Jesus rebuked the disciples for their assumptions of greatness. Now, you've got to be careful because the world will tell you what their definition of greatness is. You know, we are constantly fighting the philosophies of this world that try to change us, re-educate us, re-transform us into them. But understand and know this. The Bible talks about broad. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the road that leads to life. We have to understand there's simple truths that are sacred to the text of the scripture which we use as our model and our example, our roadmap to life and the relationship of God to our souls that we see. We learned this morning that we see that in the face of our children. The one who will be great in the kingdom will not be the self-assured, self-reliant, self-serving, successful business woman or man 
But the one that will be shining brightest in the kingdom of God will be one who's like a child. Like a child. Well, what is the example? What is it for? Is it because they're born in such innocence? Is it because they're born in, in such moral purity? They've not been around long enough to do anything wrong? Is it that we've got to literally be so unpolluted by the world, we've got to turn and go back? That's impossible. It's impossible to return to our childhood. It's impossible to go back and be innocent. And in some cases, impossible to go back to moral purity. We have fallen. We have failed so many times. None in this place, not one, stands righteous before God. No one. If we count sins among us, we'll all run out the back door because no one can stand. But in becoming like a child, heart like a child, we see the answers and the mysteries to the kingdom. I'm reminded of Nicodemus, who would have been in the same spot we're in today. Well, what is it about a baby? What is it about a child that speaks to us about faith and about God? John chapter 3 and verse 3, reading through verse 4, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, talking to Nicodemus, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, there's our dilemma. How in the world... And Nicodemus was like, how in the world can I go back? How can I go back to my childhood? How can I be reborn? We hear about it, and the world jokes about it, but technically, this is the scripture where it describes the experience of what God's trying to get across to us. We are born again through faith in Christ Jesus. But it is not something as ridiculous as going back into your mother's womb or going back into your embryo stage or going back to being a child. It's not talking about taking on the characteristics of a four-year-old. That's ridiculous. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said no. And we say no today. That's not what it's talking about. It starts with a simple understanding of who a child, what a child is. It's the gift. Yes, it's innocent. It has no illusions of being in control. A child is needy. Look at little, little Zechariah. When I hold him in my hands and my arms, and I see that he has to go from me to somebody else. Right now he's with grandma. He's got to go from her to mom or to dad or to someone else. He can't just get up and walk by himself and go away. He can't go do what he wants at this point. He, he's completely, I call it the meatloaf stage. He just kind of sits there smiles every now and again I know what they say but he's really smiling he's completely he's completely unpretentious he's he's not in control he's needy 
they, t- they more or less dictate when he goes to bed, when he gets up, when he eats, what he doesn't eat, what he does, what he doesn't do. As he gets older, he'll be told no a lot. He won't be able to do things. He'll be allowed to do other things. They'll decide what he watches on television. They'll decide where he goes to school, when he gets up for school, when he goes to bed to be okay for school. They, they teach him what he can drink and what he can't drink as a child. His life is completely controlled by their influence. God said, become a child. Because I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to give you health and to give you hope and to give you a future. I've bankrupt the very throne of God in sending my son to give his life so that you would be free from the bondages of sin and slavery in this life. Come to me as a child. Be dependent upon me. That's what God is saying. We see it as losing control, and God sees it as the ultimate liberation, the ultimate freedom. He wants you to know your destiny. He wants you to know what he has for you. I prayed over each of these children the fact, the fact that the Bible teaches that God has a destiny and a plan for each one of them. And I pray that neither life nor person nor angels, nor depth, nor principalities, nothing can separate them from that plan. The love, the destiny that God has for them. No forces, whether it's school, whether it's the world, Democrats or Republicans, no matter who it is that they not detour left or right from the plan that God has for them. So you know, it's the same for us adults, and that's the point. We're all controlled. We say, no way, man. I'm totally in control of my life. Nobody tells me what to do. Nobody dictates to me anything. So go get in your car. Put your seatbelt on. Drive the speed limit. Go home. Go to work when the boss tells you to. Get up. Get paid what he says he'll pay you. Come home. Pay the bills that you can't afford. And buy the house and live in the house that you can afford. And keep on living your life controlled. Controlled. Whether it's insurance rates, salaries, electric bills, or grass that grows too tall in your yard, you're controlled by outside influences and forces. You are not your own. And granted, we have freedoms in America that that are wonderful, and, and we have freedoms that others in other countries don't have, and we thank God for our liberty in the United States, but our range of liberty only goes so far. Literally, there are limits, laws. I used to argue against the speed, speed law because I said it's not a speed law, it's a limit. So if it says 35, I can go 40, 45 because it's a limit after all. I was quickly reprimanded by a sheriff who said no. <laughs> It's a law. So in our humanity, we're controlled by the forces around us. You genuinely are. I mean, you are not your own. Even though you demand it and act like a, like a small child who, who wants to go out and play wherever he wants and do whatever he wants and get dirty doing whatever he wants, he comes in, he's like, I'm on my own. I want to do it. No, mommy, no. He thinks he's in control, but he's not. Smack. <laughs> You're grounded. No cookie for you. 
So we're, we're controlled by the forces around us, but we're also unbelievably true. God is sovereign, and God is a powerful force in the earth. We're controlled by gravity. We're controlled by the, the orbit. We're controlled by the universe. We're controlled by the air that we've been given and that we breathe. You think you're on your own? You're on borrowed life. You're on borrowed life. Every second, every minute that your heart is beating. You ever put your hand over your heart and listen to it beat and wonder how it knows to just keep going when you're not even paying attention to it? God. God. God is the outside force. He allows you to live your life, to live it in the freedom. And I love what Brother Swift said this morning. God even loves you so much and counts your life, your freedoms, your will so important, and yet at the same time regards sin so strongly that God will even let you reap what you sow. Did you hear that? God loves you enough and honors his word and the powerful force of his life enough that he will allow you to reap what you sow. And yet... His love. Christian went on to point out that the same God who allows you to reap what you sow stares off into the horizon just waiting for you to come over the hill like the prodigal son. The Bible says God ran. God ran. Not when the boy came to the front porch and went through his speech and apologized. He said, when he saw him yet a great distance away, he ran. Oh, the love of Jesus. Oh, the love of the Lord. He says, you want to be in my kingdom? Believe me, get starry-eyed again. Get wide-eyed in faith. Trust and let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me help you to learn in wisdom how to live a life full of success. I'm not asking you to give me your life because I'm an oppressor and a dictator and because I don't want you to enjoy this life I've given you. He says, I want to give you life and life more abundant. I want to give you joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. I want to give you peace that you can't even comprehend or understand. In this life, we run to and fro from one tavern to the next. We run in our lives trying to fill every void we have with drugs and pills and all kinds of entertainments. And all along, God stands there on his throne beckoning to the world with love. I gave my only begotten son that you might have life. Oh, hear the truth. Become like a child. Become like a child. We've become so smart that we don't know nothing. We don't believe nothing. We don't stand for nothing. We've become so smart. Jesus says, who will be greatest? Who will be greatest? Come here. He puts the child in front of you. Become like him. And if you can't 
see this truth, then you'll never see me. It's about relinquishing and understanding that we are not in control. So why are we fighting? Why do we struggle? You know, before I got saved, I sat there that night and I wrestled the entire service. I knew I needed to go get saved. I know, I knew my life. I, nobody, I don't have to walk up to somebody and say, you sinned. You're a sinner. You're lost. I don't have to tell people that. I knew. I don't go around telling everybody, shame on you. I don't do that. I sat there as an 18-year-old while the preacher was preaching and the songs were being sung and my heart was beating out of my chest and I felt the power of God's Holy Spirit convicting my heart. I knew I needed help. I knew I needed a Savior. I knew I needed God. I knew it. I knew the answer to life was not found in more books, doctors, and psychiatrists. I couldn't find the peace in a pill. I couldn't find it in a bottle. It wasn't there as often as I did it. The next morning, it was still there facing me. I knew that wasn't my answers. I could, it couldn't be. Oh, but it was when I heard the organ playing and the preacher made the invitation that I finally got the courage to stop have to having control. I stopped trying to be in control of my own emotions and my own life. And I said, God, if you are there, I need you. I stepped out of my seat and all by myself, nobody pulling on me. I walked to the front. When I got down there, I couldn't believe the peace and the joy and the love that filled my life. I've not regretted one minute since I gave my life to Christ. I've not regretted one moment. I've enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I'm one of those Christian people, but I promise you I'm a cool one. I'm a cool one. I'm not out to preach at you. I'm not out to rip you apart and tear you down. I'm here to lift you up, to take you up with a message that I can't save you, I can't fix you, but I know who can, and he is on the throne, and he's in control. He's in control. He can change your night today. He can change your sorrow to joy. He can turn your midnight into a bright and beautiful morning. That's God. It's not religion. It's not a church. It's not a preacher. It is a God who loves you and brought the sun up good and right this morning. It's that God who loves you with all that you are and every good and bad and ugly thing about you. He loves you enough. He said that while we were yet sinners... While we were yet ugly, mean, snake in the grass, he loved us. The old song, Brother McLean, got saved too way back at Harlem Park in the 70s when he was testifying about it. He said, I was lost and undone without God or his son. When he reached down his hand for me. Did you hear that? I was lost and undone without God or his son. When 
when he reached. I see the picture of Peter sinking in the waters and the storm is raging all around him and he doesn't know what to do and he says, help! Jesus, walking out on that water, reaches down and pulls him up. Now, God is not against you. He's for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to have victory. He wants you to know his life, man. I know churches have ruined it. I know preachers have ruined it. All kinds of stuff has gone wrong. I know that. If that's all, I've said this many times, but all of it, if all it takes is one stinking, rotten hypocrite on a church pew to get you to throw God away, well, then you didn't have much to begin with in the first place. I am not in church today based on you. I don't come here because of you. I'm not watching you. I'm not listening to you. I'm not following you. I am not here because of you. I'm here because of him. He loved me and he gave his life for me. And I am a son of the living God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. James chapter 4 and verse 13. Come now, you who say tomorrow or today we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. We're dependent upon God. That's the fresh start, the second chance, the transformation. Being reborn is not going back to your childhood. It's coming into a new understanding. Old things are now passed away. All things become new. I am a new creature in Christ. I was a grump before I met Christ. I was violent before I met Christ. I was a rotten, low-down sinner before I met Christ. But when I met him, I was born again. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I am a child of God. That's what being born again is all about. It's about a new mind, transformed by the renewing of our minds. It's about a brand new walk, a brand new life where he says, I will guide you. I will keep you. I will protect you. I will be with you. Clear up to your last hour. I will present you faultless before the Father. His desire is to present you as his beautiful, pristine bride, the church, his bride before Father God. He wants nothing more than for you to succeed. God is not looking to punish you. He's not looking to throw you in hell. He's not looking to judge you and condemn you and trash you he wants you to know life and he wants you to know forgiveness and mercy he wants you to know him as your savior he wants to rescue you've done it your way you've done it your way control You've done it your way. How far has it got you? 
You've been in control. You've made your own choices, your own decisions. I've worked out my own salvation. I've worked out my own theology. I am my own person. The church will never dictate to me. The preacher will never tell me how to live life. I'm doing my own thing. How's that work for you? Peace that flows like a river. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Steps ordered everywhere you go. Blessed left and right. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. Miracles happen left and right. You got so much. I'm looking at Sister Robinson. I can't help it. I got to keep telling folks. Diagnosed with stage three uh, uh, kidney. Kidney disease. Literally. Kidneys failing, faltering. Got a word that something was messed up and wrong. She came down to an altar and said, God can take care of this. We anointed her with oil. Prayed the prayer of faith according to James chapter 5 in the New Testament. She walked away. Went to the doctor. Had the blood work. He comes in shaking his head and scratching his head. He doesn't understand. He's got one report that says stage 3 kidney disease. He's got another one that says she's absolutely perfectly fine. She's been healed by God's power that is what I'm talking about amen that's what I'm talking about faith that moves mountains miracles miracle after miracle after miracle sign me up for kids ministry Lord sign me up for the kids ministry I want to be like Zeke I want to be like Tinsley. Little Sarah. I ain't going to call all 14 or all 13. Stand with me this morning. My Savior reached down for me. Sing it with him. Sing it, singers. Sing it out. When he reached way down for me, I was lost and undone without God or his son. When he reached down. lightly with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning in just a moment as a matter of fact while I'm making this invitation if you'd like special prayer today if you'd like our pastors to anoint you with oil and pray with you about anything in the world if you've got a physical need a spiritual need of any kind you're welcome to step out and meet them in the altar they'll pray with you while we're doing this invitation but I want to talk to you today if you're here and you You don't have that peace settled in your heart and in your life. Every Christian praying with me right now, I believe in the power of prayer. You're here today and you you don't have all those questions answered in your life. You you haven't figured it out. You've been trying to do it on your own. And here you stand today. You need a Savior. You need Jesus. I won't belabor the point. I'm just going to ask you. Either the Holy Spirit has prepared your heart already or, or you're just not ready yourself at this time. If you need Jesus in your heart and in your life, my prayer is that you will pray with us a prayer. You can, we're going to make an altar right where you stand. 
It's a simple prayer. It's just a few words that talks about he's the son of God. You ask him to come into your life and to forgive you of all your sins and accept him as your Lord. And I'm telling you, that simple prayer, if prayed from your heart, is absolutely going to transform and change your whole life. You will not be the same man, the same woman that you were when you came into this house. If you'd like to pray that prayer this morning to receive Jesus, to pray it right where you are and make an altar there. If you'd pray it, would you just slip up your hand and write back down and say, Pastor, I'm going to pray with you right now. God bless you. Any others? Anyone else? I need to pray that prayer this morning, Pastor. I need Jesus in my heart and in my life. I want to make things right with God. Would you just slip up your hand and write back down? God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. A few seconds. I'll wait just a few more moments. So one that would say, I need Jesus, and I don't want to leave this house until I've secured my relationship with Christ. Are you here? All right, these that have lifted their hands, we're going to pray a prayer today. It's going to change your whole life. I'm believing with you that you will be a completely born again, brand new child of God. If you lifted your hand or perhaps you didn't, but you want to pray this prayer, I'm telling you, you can pray it right here, right now. The church, let's all pray this together. Would you help me? Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I know that you're the Son of God. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation. I come to you today. I need a Savior. Save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I would invite you at this time, anyone who feels like you'd like to spend some time just finding a corner somewhere and praying in the altar, please understand you're totally, it's okay, it's, it's fine, you're, you're good to just pray anywhere you'd like. We want the altars to always be open to you if you'd like to take a season of prayer. But let's all be bow, let's all bow together for those who, who are going to be leaving. Let's pray together this morning in a closing dismissal prayer. Father, as we come before you, I thank you for all of these children that have been dedicated. I thank you for these that have come, Lord, and now will leave as a child of God. I pray that you will bless every man, every woman, every boy and girl that's here today. Let your work be accomplished in their lives as we desire, Lord, to please you and to honor you. I praise you and I thank you as you challenge us today to become more like children in our faith, in our neediness of you. Realizing that your power, your power, Lord, wants to bring complete victory to our lives. Christ, your name we pray as we go from this place. The church is not dismissed, but the church is simply leaving the building. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you this evening at 6 p.m. When my Savior reached down for